Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Vents. This is Vent Weekly. A collaboration between Vice and Brent 2020, London Borough of Culture. Let's get it cracking. This is Vent Daily. I'm Suprina. This week, we're putting out an episode every single day, and every episode is a conversation about mental health. For our last two episodes, I've decided to do something a little bit different. I'm a member of the Blueprint Collective, a group of creative young people at the heart of Brent 2020, London Borough of Culture. We've been running Google Hangout sessions facilitated by director of Mindspray, Errol Donald, where we talk about mental health during lockdown. This weekend, I'm sharing some snippets of those conversations with you. Just a heads up, this does mean we recorded the audio over video call, so it may sound a little glitchy, but the quality of the conversation is 100%. Today, you'll hear the voices of Blueprint Collective members, Lauren Adeyemi, me, Tyreek Togo-Wise, Raiden Ananja Natalagawa, and facilitator Errol Donald. We're talking about mental health and creativity. The first voice you'll hear is Lauren's. In terms of like creativity and just being able to meditate and all of that kind of stuff I think like just walking again like I love just like getting to know the area of Brent so I'm walking around my area a bit because I live near Walson Green Library and everything near there's so, like walking around there working out what this is and just looking at things I think is, it's just beautiful and I think it creates a sense of like peace um mm. for me personally as well um how is it, Lauren how can I ask how is it how is it different walking around your area now than it was two months ago I mean apart from the obvious that like all right there are lots of shops closed and there's no traffic but what what are you noticing I think what I have noticed a lot more well, before I would just say I was always passing by in my area I was using my train station to get to and from somewhere so I never really had that time to take in the beauty of what was going on in the surroundings but I think now what I have noticed I think like there is a kind of camaraderie that I have noticed especially with like the shops that are open people are really supporting them so I've, I live on a high street and there's like there are tons of shops and lots of them are open you get kind of go when you can when you're passing by you, I wave to my fish and chip guy and we say hi to each other or like my kebab shop because it's Ramadan at the moment, it's Lebanese kebab shop. You can just see the tons of queues of people going there yeah, to like wait. Uh-huh. Yeah, you know that one. Yeah. Um, 
the best kebab shop in <laughs> Northwest. But um, so I've, I've noticed that as well. And I do, I think particularly what I have noticed, and I don't, it's a bit off topic, my area, like this area of Wolves and Green that I'm living, it's become quite gentrified. And I am noticing that myself walking around and feeling a bit out, feeling a bit out of odds, like not feeling like I fit in as much as I once did fit in, for me personally anyway, um, with gales on my road and all of this stuff and people walking up and down. But um, I think that's what I have noticed. Like it's changing, but it's still beautiful at the same time. So I, I would do like a route from Wilson Green through to Kilburn to West Hampstead and walk back down, like, you know, or walk through Bronsbury Park to Queen's Park and do like a little map. And for me, I think just getting reacquainted, I think that's where the beauty comes from. You forgot to mention the beauty of the kebabs too. Okay, the beauty. Well, I've got yeah. the kebab shop, so all that. it's just so beautiful. <laughs> oh, Supreme, do you have any thoughts on this relationship between creativity and well-being? Yeah, um, I like how you both talked about the detail and know more about that. I feel like with me, it's more music wise. And when I listen to music, so like, for example, when you go and walk, I don't know if people already done this, but when I'm listening to music, I actually listen like, oh, my God, I didn't know that that beat had that in the background or that instrument was actually. Yeah, yeah. Like, in the back. yeah like you can hear the pianos and I'm like, OK, like. Who composed this? Who actually made the beat for that? And I think just that little stuff in general is really making me appreciate it more because I really enjoy music. I really enjoy listening to music. So having that getaway of just being able to analyse it more and feel it a bit more. Because usually when you're just singing songs, you just sing the lyrics. And then and also realising how maybe dirty the lyrics could be or how vulgar <laughs> it might actually be and actually listening to what are you actually listening to what are you consuming what are you watching what are you putting into your brain what are you like because this like little stuff can actually affect you on how you act and what you do but because we don't usually analyze it deeper we, it kind of goes over our heads but it goes over my head anyway so just reflecting more on that but I think yeah mine's more towards music and do you think that the, I mean, I guess music is something that is, is accessible to most of us, but do you feel that listening to certain types of music makes, affects your mood? Oh, 100%. Yeah, definitely. I, I know I can hear people saying, oh, when they're sad, they listen to sad music, but I'm not one of those people. I actually mm. hate, hate doing that. So when I'm like upset, and there's a lot of times where I am upset during this lockdown because... I'm bored or I have nothing to do or like I'm frustrated so when I listen to music especially calming ones it it definitely helps my mood and I'm also Buddhist as well so I've actually been listening to more like Buddhist soothing music which I used to get bored of so yeah just little things like that yeah it's interesting the um so whether you, you know, play sport or make art or uh, make music or even, you know, do carpentry, there's a, there <laughs> is a, med it feels like there is a meditative part to it. So, you know what I mean? So if you're just sitting down with your notebooks or like writing rhymes or whatever it is, there's this kind of space that you need to have to kind of engage with that process. Um, and I guess there is then something about like once you begin sharing that, whether that's a, a, a rough cut of a film or whatever it is, Again, it comes back to what I was saying before. It's like you can be creative, but it just feels as though even if it's going for a walk with a family member, that doing that 
um, with someone else or sharing it with someone else um, makes a difference. Would, would that be fair to say that actually the the creative process, whether you are creating something or whether you are experiencing it, does it does it make a difference to to do it with someone else? Because I could I could be listening, I could be at my home listening to jazz, and I'm like, actually, I don't really need anyone here. But then there are times when actually, if I am cooking or if I'm creating my art, then I want someone around me. So I'm kind of yeah. curious as to how we feel about does it make us feel better being on our own? And experiencing the creative part on our own, or does it make us feel better? And is it better for us to experience it as as a group? I think for me, it was um, it depends on the activity. If it's mm. something I'm comfortable with and something I enjoy personally, then I'd prefer to do it alone, just because the fact that I enjoy it, the fact that I find it a sort of like like therapy, sort of meditative activity. But there's stuff at the same time where I'd never try it if I was doing it by myself. I wouldn't even think about giving it a go. Like for example, as Sabrina was mentioning about music, I I never listened to like Arab music or like uh, music from my culture. It was mm-hmm. like you know like English like rap or something. So like this lockdown, because my mom listens to Arab music a lot, and I've been at home a lot. I've been listening to her type of music and everything, and. Like with that sort of music comes like the dancing, which is like sort of like belly dancing or mm. yeah, you know, just the moves. And to be, I'd never even think about giving it a go, but <laughs> I just see my mom around the house dance. So I was like, you know what, teach me. And I've had my mom teach me belly dancing. So let's go, let's quarantine. Anyone wants a little session? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so that's something I never imagined myself doing or even thinking about it. So it just came out of the blue, out of nowhere, and I've enjoyed it. Yeah. So yeah, that's something that I feel like if it's something I'm not comfortable with and there's someone else doing it or someone encourages me to do it with them, then I'd be more, way more inclined to actually give it a go and try it. Raiden, I haven't, I, have you spoken, Raiden? I've heard from, from you. I would say that creativity as an escape has felt like a shortcut or has felt like a substitute for therapy, which I think I have been leaning on for, I guess, my whole life because I've like used art as a way to understand my identity, to understand, you know, issues around sexuality, issues around religion, issues around um, cultural identity. But I think that um, instead of running away, for me, what I feel like therapy is and what separates therapy from creativity is that I feel like for me, therapy is like leaning into those kind of fears and leaning into that as opposed to running away. I think it's kind of yeah. almost the opposite. I think um, Sabrina said about why she like she doesn't like listening to songs that make her cry and like not, not that, but like she said listening to those songs to lead into the emotions. But for me personally, it's kind of like, it's always a kind of very weird relationship between how much I lean in and how much I want to run away. And I still don't really know how to negotiate that. I think um, it's something that I still kind of understand, trying to deal with. I think. For a lot of people, I think now, like, there's a lot of pressure to see your creativity as a huge reflection on you and, like, what you create as being you and being hard to separate those two from each other, especially if you're an artist or you're content creator. It's like, um, if you're not doing good work, you're not a good person. I feel like that's something that I keep on having to remind myself that that isn't, that's not me as well. My work isn't me. And that's kind of hard to kind of separate from me, I think, a lot of the time. 
And yeah, it's kind of it's kind of interesting this the um this discussion. You know, we we don't exist, you know, in isolation as human beings. You know, that's just not how we are designed. I don't think we're not built to kind of live in isolation. So this this idea about like relationships, whether they're familial or kind of my peer led, or you know, you as audience or as as client or provider, whatever it is, relationships are kind of are the clue in many ways. Thank you for listening to Vent Daily. This episode was produced by the Vent production team, Jess Lawson, Amelia Gill, Moeed Majid and Ardley Adlington. With help from Amanda Fernandez, Deandra Natalagawa and the Blueprint Collective. Vent is a collaboration between Vice and Brent 2020 London Borough of Culture. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.